Thank you for tuning in to our Hillside Baptist Church podcast. What a joy it was to come together for our 2023 Growing Together Conference for the purpose of edification and encouragement. The church today continues as a means to help people grow in Christ, and all those who serve at Hillside are great examples of Christ. Your ministry, whether it's check-in or teaching and everything in between, has an eternal effect on the lives of others. As because of this, we'd like to share with you our breakout sessions from our 2023 Growing Together Conference. It would be a good idea. Let's just have a real quick word of prayer to calm our heart and our thoughts. Lord, we appreciate the fact that we can be in your house, we can study to improve and to become something more better in serving you. So use this time to speak to each individual, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, first of all, if I say some words that are a little strange, just realize I'm still working on Tagalog and English and or Taglish. So I may pronounce a word a little weird once in a while, just overlook. Somebody said I Sunday night last week used Philippians. I said Filipino or something. You did. Philippines. <laughs> I'm still trying. I'm working on it. All right, Acts chapter 17, verse 11 and 12. I, have to, I still haven't learned this button. There we go. Uh, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Therefore, many of them believed also of honorable women, which were Greeks and of men, not a few. Now, I want to emphasize the reason that they accepted this is because there were people had a readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Now, our purpose here is to talk about building a, a class, building a connection group. And there's, there's certain things I want to do. I want to keep it simple. Our purpose of Sunday school, I'm going to call it, is not motivation. Our purpose of Sunday school is not necessarily challenging people to do. Our purpose in Sunday school is to educate, to inform. Uh, here's where motivation, encouragement, challenge happens in the preaching. The difference, in case you've never thought about it, the difference between preaching and teaching is that. Teaching is giving information, knowledge, better, better information of the Word of God. Preaching is the challenge to do what you've been taught, to be involved, to be motivated, to encourage and get involved. That's what preaching is about. And Brother John does a good job of that. So it's important in the class, then, that the class do its part specifically. And I start out here with the idea that we are not a closed group. Your class should not be a clique. It should not be just us four and no more kind of thing you've heard about. A class should be vibrant, encouraging, and growing. It should be comforting to be in that class, and we'll talk about that as we go along. But you start with this idea, am I late? 
I, I didn't know that the doors were locked uh, five or so minutes after Sunday classes start. I don't think that happens after Sunday school, does it? They just do that after the services start. So we have all of your classes. I'm sure you have some people who come in a few minutes late after the teaching started. The idea is to cultivate this high energy, welcoming atmosphere before class. The idea is to encourage people to come before class. There's a coffee pot downstairs, for example, for Brother Weigel and Brother Terry's class. I don't know about other classes and where they are. I'm not familiar. I'm not very informed on some of those. But there can be some ideas that are cultivated in classes to encourage people to come early. And as they come in, to have some fellowship, to have some communication, to be able to uh, encourage others to come on time. And then secondly, and I've got quite a few here, so we'll just move right along. Uh, teach members to be truly greeters, to greet each other, or to greet others. When, when guests arrive, they should have someone to greet them. Now, I think uh, that a Sunday school class, the teacher can motivate that. But some members can take that upon themselves to greet. And we have greeters as they come in the church. But we're trying to develop a group of people who bring people into a personal relationship. You know, it's easy to come into church and people greet you or greet the visitors and they come in and sit down. Church is over, somebody greets them as they go out. But that is not a connection. That's simply being warm and friendly to somebody to come to a preaching, come to services. And we're going to talk about methods, how we can bring them into a personal connection, as Pastor wants to call this group, into your particular class or whatever it is. Now, the beginning of that is in the greeting, saying hello, saying we're glad you're here. When that guest arrive, they come in, they should not feel awkward. They should not be wondering what to do, where to sit, where should I go. There should be somebody right there greeting them. Hey, good to see you. Let me help you find a place here. It should be absolutely the warmest place they could possibly be and the most friendly group of people they've ever been around. If you want to build a class, that has to be part of it. Intentionally, intentionally focusing on those visitors. Intentionally focusing on each other. You know, every one of us have issues in our life. Some big, some small. But you don't know how big. And you don't know how mentally, psychologically damaging their life is right now. Somebody, even your class members, even other members in your class may be having issues at that very moment. And your friendliness, your warm handshake, your greeting can make a difference. 
that you there is somebody who cares about them. Life is at stake. A person's eternity may be at stake. Now, another issue, not only, I, I, we're going to talk about this issue of greeting more in a minute, but I want to make a suggestion here. I think in your class, uh, you can prepare a members list. Um, the purpose is to follow up when that member is not in class. Now, what I mean by that, uh, if the class member is always there, now many of you, you never miss Sunday school. You're always there every Sunday. You're there on time. You, you're part of the group. You fellowship. You know everybody. But what if you're not there? You have some issue. My wife has a rotator cuff, and she's having a terrible time right now. Uh, pain in her arm. She sat down wrong in her chair, boy, and it just like dynamite went off in her shoulder this week. Um, so she probably may not be here tomorrow. I don't know. My point is, people who are there always should be contacted immediately the next during the next, during the week because there's something wrong. There's a reason. Now, if they're on vacation, they went off to a cruise someplace. We all you know that you already know that. But if they're there for no explanation, somebody should be greeting or contacting them personally. What happened? What you need prayer? Is there an issue we can help with? And letting them know that they are a vital part of that class. If the class member is sporadic, um, they come maybe every other Sunday or they come one Sunday and they don't come again for three weeks, well, probably not necessary to contact them the same week. But sometime in the month, somebody should contact them and let them know that there is concern. And that's what this members list is about, emails, phone calls. Um, whatever that person is, we need to be aware of why they're absent. What is the problem? And we have several ways to find that out, either by somebody else's knowledge or somebody who's close to them is, a, is one way, but we need to have a way. And I think preparing a guest list, it has email, it has phone numbers on that, and uh, perhaps there could be someone assigned in the class specifically to make sure that this is done. That doesn't mean they have to be always the one to do it, they might say, hey, uh, Brother Ken, can you hold somebody? Or, or Brother Richard, can you, can you contact this guy? Can you make a phone call? You see what I'm saying. There, there's somebody responsible who would, not necessarily the teacher, but somebody in the class who's been assigned to this responsibility, keep that guest list up and contact these people. Uh, and it could be done by text messages, it could be done by email, it could be done by personal contact of a phone call. Uh, if it's somebody that you know very well, you could go to their house perhaps, or you could 
call them, invite them to coffee. There's so many ways that we could have that personal contact. The next is, well, I keep pushing the wrong button there. In our classes, <clears throat> and I, I don't know exactly how this could be done. I, I'm not pre prepared to say this is the way. But I'm sure every one of you, there are people in your class, you don't know their name. Why? Uh, I've been attending, for example, Brother Weigel's class now for six months, and I suppose half of the people, I don't know their names. I know their first name maybe, and I know them to say hello, and we're friendly, but I've never learned their full name. Why? Well, you know, we're all the same. We're a little shy to, hey, I don't know you. <laughs> What's your name? But if there could, I, I would suggest the possibility of a name tag for Sunday morning, for Sunday school. Not all day Sunday. Uh, you take, there, there's, there are sheets of paper that are uh, sticky on one side. And you could cut those into, say, two by three size on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. You cut that into three by four or whatever, and the person writes their name on there, give them a marker when they come in, they write their name on there, and do that for a time until everybody pretty well knows each other's names. Do it for a few months, whatever. Or continue to do it because you want guests to be coming in. And a guest comes in, how do they know who the other people are? And, that, and if you quit doing it, the guests will never know who those people are. So it's it just a thought. Uh, it doesn't have to say, hello, my name is. It could just be a, a thing you stick there for Sunday morning, Sunday school. And when you go out, just take it off and throw it away. Make another one for the next week. Just a suggestion of how you can identify each other uh, in a way that would be comfortable. It would not be intrusive. It would not be offensive. You just let people know who you are. Uh, the next suggestion would be printed materials. Uh, for some classes, uh, for example, in, uh, <laughs> in Brother Weigel's class, he has this monitor there, and he's got all of these high, high graphics, and uh, you don't need printed materials. It's right there. But many teachers teach in outlines. Okay. Then a, like the one I have given you here, some blanks there. The people are paying attention. They fill it up. I thought about uh, getting some, uh, what do you call those, money cards, gift cards, and telling everybody who fills this up and can show me it's fully full at the end, I'll give you a $10 gift card. But you see, I didn't do that. <laughs> I have no idea how many would be in here. I asked the preacher. He said, well, I don't know, three, maybe 10, maybe 20. Who knows? So anyway, but one thing I found out is that this is a way to keep people's attention. If they will purposely fill up all of the blanks and and uh, it, it helps them to stay with what you're teaching and what you're saying. Um, 
but printed materials are a good thing for a teacher to make out something. My wife takes notes regularly. I don't, but she does. I don't know about all of you, but I know in every class there are people who take notes. They want to fill up something. They want to write down things, and printed materials help people to use it. Now, I, I do. I have a I have a, a, on my phone, I use this, and I have a um, pen. Let me see if I can show you what I've got here. Oh, come on, let me find it. I can't even find it. There it is. If I show you here, I've got a thousand notes and a whole bunch of sermons, outlines I've heard, and I sit in the class and I write things, I write sermon outlines here. There's some right there. There's a beginning of sermon right there. Uh, right here's some other ideas. And here's a sermon outline started right here. All of this is what some people do. And with printed materials, you have something to keep in focus, to stay with it. Um, moving on then, we have something, I say, add decor. Now, this is workable or not, I have no idea. Um, you understand I have been teaching pastors, Christian workers for 45 years in all kind of different situations. And most of them, the men I'm teaching, can develop whatever they want as they build their church, as they plant their church. And they build a small building, they can do this, they can do that or not. So that's, that's what I'm saying here today. These are workable ideas, but whether, uh, whether they work in your situation is the question. And you have to decide that. But I find that changing the decor from time to time uh, keeps things a little bit more vibrant, perhaps, or a little bit more lively. Um, I have an uh, idea that goes with this changing decor, uh, the idea of painting a wall, a color, uh, and changing that color maybe twice a year. Uh, maybe somebody paint a mural or paint a picture, that two or three pictures, uh, maybe scriptures are put on the wall. There's so many ways that decor can be part of it. I find it really boring um, to go into white walls and nothing's there, just white walls. Now, in Brother Wagle's class, he has two white walls and a folding thing here. Um, that's it. Brother Terry on the other side, I don't know what he has. He has a wall on that side and a folding thing over on this side. Uh, it's, it's almost like uh, it's unintentional, like it's just somewhere you have to meet. It, it, there's nothing personal about it. And I, I personally, I would like to have something that draws people into it to become part of them. It's personal. It's us. It's what we do. And that brings me to the next thing, and that is, oh, wrong way. No. What happened here? 
Well, okay, let me go back here to add decor. I think I didn't make a graphic for this, is activity photos. Um, I don't know. I have not seen classes individually have activities. Do any of your classes do that? Okay. Uh, you take and have lunch. You we do. We go out to Doug and Jeanette's house, and we carry in food and play games. Okay. Games and cards and that's something I'm going to suggest after a minute. But my point is, if your class, and I'll talk about activities in a minute, things your class does, whether it's something the church did as a whole or your class individually, if you have a place either temporary, and I, for example, if you build a frame, with a pegboard, people could come and you stick pictures on there, photographs of different activities the church has had. People could see it in a place that would be easy to get to to see. Uh, and again, every classroom is going to be a different problem. Uh, proximity, where the wall is, what is already in the room, all of that would make a difference. But People are drawn to pictures. They're drawn to that. And if you have pictures there, you have maybe some barbecue, you invite people to their home, you put those pictures up on the wall, and uh, this is a class activity, not just two or three families, that kind of thing. But if it is two or three families, you could encourage other two or three families to do the same thing. But those photos can draw people into the class and create a wall display that's interesting and uh, freshen that up, make it different often, changing the pictures. Don't, you know, some of these, uh, I've been in churches where they have pictures of the missionaries and they have letters and I've seen letters from January 2021. Uh, what good is that? Uh, you, you, don't want, you wouldn't want to put pictures on the wall there that's been there for five years. You know, you want to put new things. If you freshen it up, you put new activities and show that your class is a vibrant entity. It's a live, growing, interesting, a great thing to be part of. Now, that brings us to the other picture I had here, an empty chair. <clears throat> Again, I don't know what classes you are in, what you have. <clears throat> but I know in Brother Weigel's class there have been times where there's no empty chairs. And somebody comes in and they kind of look around and they, what's happening? You have a guest who comes in your class and they can't find a chair. How awkward is that? At the least, there should be some chairs sitting aside. They don't have to be out here. They can just be against the wall. They can be by the door. And then there's somebody who will quickly get up, go to that member, greet them, and say, here, let's put these chairs over here. Come on, have a seat here today. A guest should never feel awkward about where they're going to sit. If nothing else, a couple of members can get up and take these 
chairs over here and let the guests sit in the better place. But that ought to be immediate. And, and I'm not saying it isn't done. I'm just saying these are suggestions and methodologies that are going to help build this group, this connection group. Christian members should immediately, immediately make whatever necessary moves are to get this guest where they can be comfortable and welcomed. Okay? Now, I come to this one, you think, well, of course, open God's word. Now, understand, here's the point. This is a Bible study. Uh, this is Sunday school class. It's a Bible study. Uh, it's about life-changing materials. It's about new information. It's about things that you haven't known that you want to, or things you have known you want to be refreshed about. And it's important that more time is spent on the lesson than anything else. It's not a gossip session. It's not a, a uh, some time where one person gives 15-minute prayer request. Uh, it should be a place where the emphasis on the Word of God. Now, how do you do that is up to the teacher. Um, but we cannot change that. In a 45-minute time, there should not be 20 minutes to the lesson. Uh, that's not enough time to teach anything. Uh, if you want to take 5 minutes, 10 minutes for, for prayer requests and, and greetings and introducing a guest and those things, that should be plenty. Uh, get back on the lesson. And don't ever, I, I mean, this is just a suggestion, try your best to stay at least 30 minutes on the lesson. 40 minutes is better. And five minutes for the introduction, the greetings, uh, maybe 10 minutes at the most. But get back on the reason for the class. Um, <clears throat> that, that God's word is everything. Um, I would suggest, just staying on that thought for a moment, I would suggest somehow that people who have prayer requests, maybe there's somebody as they come in the door or come in the opening of your class, and there's somebody sitting there with a, a paper, and they would know, the class members would know, to go to that individual and say, I have a prayer request, can you put this down for me? And then that could be duplicated and given to the class members the next week, or somebody could even call the church members. By the way, uh, this is where the church, the members list is important. Uh, some people, for example, in our class, there are people who are retired. They have time to make phone calls. Uh, there are uh, people who don't work. They have time to make phone calls. Email can be sent out. A lot of ways to use that, that list and prayer list to send out to the members. Uh, if if that person comes in the class and they write it down, what you're doing is two things. You're giving attention during the week. That information sent out by email to the church members, to the class members. Secondly, you're not spending 
five minutes for someone to tell the details of their prayer request and taking that away from the purpose of the class. Now, I don't want to take away from somebody's need. Certainly, we want to pray properly for somebody's problem, but that can easily be written down and sent out to everybody in the class to be prayed for at their own time, for example. Uh, rather than, uh, you, you send me a prayer request, I can pray about that every day. If I hear about it in the class, I'm going to forget it, unless I write it down. So it's an advantage both ways that this prayer request is given due diligence. It's really dealt with in a very important way. And part of this has to do with this next one, respecting the minutes. You understand you only have 45 minutes in, the sun, in this connection group. And what you do with it is very important. It's either wasted or it's spent productively. Um, if um, members come late, they interrupt things when they come in. Now, if it's a guest, there's nothing you can do about that. But we ought to be on time and early to Sunday school, to connection group, fellowship before class, have some coffee if that's what you like, um, go around, talk about activities, things you've been doing. Uh, they, I've never understood why it's harder to come at 9.45 instead of 10. Why is it harder to come at 9.40? Five or 10 minutes to come earlier? I don't understand that, why it's more difficult, but some people just have to come in right at 10 o'clock, five minutes before. When that happens, there's no fellowship, there's no connection, there's no time together, and it's then when class is over, everybody's walking up to go to church, the choir members leave early to come, to, some, to come up in the choir loft, and there's no connection. So, there has to be something, activities before class, activities out of class, activities after class or after church. Something, if this is going to happen, that this connection group becomes a genuine uh, magnet, I would call it, to pull people into a, a a lifetime connection, an ongoing environmental appreciation of each other. I appreciate the, fam the church members, the members in my class. I would like to know them better. I would like to know their names personally. How many of you know every member in your class? I don't think anybody does. That's why the name tag. I, I, I just, there, there's, what we want to do is to build a vibrant, welcoming, comforting environment for these guests and for each other. Now, how do we do that? Well, we do it a variety of ways. Here's one thing I would suggest to you. As a church member, I mean a Sunday school 
class member, have you gone to a new guest's in the, after the service personally and introduce yourself and say, hey, I'm Dennis Ebert. Can I invite you to our Sunday school class next week? We have a great teacher. He just really something special. Uh, and I, if you can be here at 10 o'clock, just come on downstairs and be with us in Sunday school. I think you'll enjoy it. Just something like that. Now, I'm not saying that for my class, but your class, whether you're a teacher, class member, everybody should do that. That guest should have a choice of three different adult classes they would go to, or four. That's only going to happen if we invite them. Because they don't, they don't know. I attended in here for six months, I had no clue what other classes there were. No clue. Nobody ever asked me to their class. Nobody ever said a word. I don't know if they were afraid to be fishing in someone else's pool, uh, so they didn't want to take me out of the, the auditorium class. I don't know. I, I just was curious. So I, one day I went told my wife, let's go see what Brother Weigel, or what other classes there are. I didn't even know Weigel was teaching a class. And we went downstairs, and, and I knew there were some classes in the kitchen area. I went in there, and Brother Weigel was there, and I, I knew him, he had a missionary. So I said, let's just visit here. So we sat down, and we've gone there ever since. Nothing against the classroom in here, or just I like the way he teaches. I just like that. Now some others don't. They're going to find, but, 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 but. The only way they can choose is if they're invited, if they know about it. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. And it gave you some tools to help you grow in Christ and continue to serve him throughout the coming days. If we can help you in any way, please visit us at hillsidebc.com. We would love to hear from you and hear how God is using His Word and His people to further the kingdom of God. How can you use what you've heard today to continue to serve Him tomorrow?